Hey guys, welcome to the debrief after the episode with Molly White, our crypto critic. Um, I thought she was great, David. Oh, like, great. The f- first thing, you never know when you kind of investigate a crypto critic what you're going to get, whether yeah. it's going to turn into kind of a, a debate of things that, oh my God, I've heard this a million times. Right. Like, go to the FAQ for crypto right. and you'll right. find all your answers there because it's already been discussed. You're not a genius, yeah. Yeah, you're not, yeah. Or whether you're going to get something novel and sincere and contemplative and somebody who has actually investigated these issues and this was definitely the latter this was a yeah. good crypto critic um i contrast that with some of the other episodes we've we've tried to do with crypto critics in the past i guess we haven't done that many but rowan gray i thought was a good one as i mentioned you've had some like debates you just recently i think two weeks ago maybe yeah it's like two or three weeks ago had a debate with a crypto critic and yeah. i wasn't there for that that was in person yeah somewhere in new, new york, york city and but I did watch some of that, and I had um, it was a different type of crypto critic. Uh, yeah, what, or how would you it contrast that? It was a dumb that? crypto critic, yeah, okay. I would say. What was that like versus this one? Yeah, so that was that guy was named Zach. I actually can't even remember his name, uh, just because I didn't respect the guy. He was a he was debating for points, and so mm. it was not it was not a conversation. It was like a show. Uh, and that's kind of what yeah, that whole thing was. It was a show. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's Debate for cloud. throw the crypto believer in the same ring as a crypto skeptic and watch them fight. Uh, and so entertaining, it, mind it you, it was entertainment. Yeah, it was entertainment for everyone. And there's people out there. There's crypto critics out there who are like, yeah, I my brand exists as an antithesis antithesis to crypto, and yeah. that's not what Molly is. Molly. It, she she describes herself she described herself as like you know a starry eyed dreamer of the future internet. Yeah, uh, and I think like as an like somebody who's like an open source contributor to Wikipedia, who's also an experienced she's software developer. Cred. She's got some cred, right? And like here are these like you know new crypto people who think that they can like you know turn over the internet and br- invent something brand new. And I think like we're coming into her territory. Um, and so that's kind of where she feels like the motivation to actually like go out and you know join a podcast and spend two hours of her life talking yeah. about this. Um, but she, she's not she's not here to like clout farm. She's here. She's very authentic, and that's why I like her. Yeah, I didn't get the sense that she was trying to sell us anything yeah. like clout or you know yeah. anything otherwise. I got the sense that she was very sincere, and actually like um, there there. <laughs> I, I felt this way with our conversation, as must have been almost two years ago, now with Rowan Gray too, is like some of the core shared values were similar. Mm-hmm. And then there was just like divergent approaches in, in terms execution. of yeah. how to actually get there. But some of the core values like um, held up. And yeah, I, I just felt like it was a sincere conversation with a, mm-hmm. a very reasonable critic, crypto critic. Now, did she convince you of anything, David? Not really. <laughs> what What were the strongest arguments there? Uh, it, I it, she she, th- she did make it more salient that, and I, and I liked your metaphor of just like you. Ha- we have two scales. We have the negative side of crypto. We have the positive side of crypto. And the negative side of crypto is like at a negative ten. And the positive side of crypto could be like at a four. Like those are my numbers. Um, but like I do appreciate that like that illustration of like all right, we got. We got assets and liabilities. We got cost benefits, uh, and the point that like crypto perhaps has more costs than I would like to admit is probably true. Ah, like it, it's that's, that's probably good. a true thing. That's like so good. when I when I see like a hundred million dollar bridge hack, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck, whatever. Like I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and like, another like, day. What, 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 what it's like? Yeah, this is crypto. Like this is what we and, yeah. and, I, and I kind of forget that like. 
uh, yeah, that's a bad thing. Like that we, and we sure. enable that as a crypto industry. And so like, I, I, as a crypto believer, I'm so hyper-focused on like what crypto looks like in 50 years where there will be zero bridge hacks at all. And so therefore but, I don't but, care okay. about the hundred million David, dollar bridge hack. That's a bridge hack. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like I, I'm ready to take, um, some accountability for the hacks that happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like long-term, if crypto gets hacked continuously despite our best efforts, right? Like it's kind of a failed project, okay? But that's only one category of thing that we talked about. How about the other things like the collateral damage of um, Lunaterra, the collateral damage of I I lump those all together. Hacks, exploits are fundamentally uh, transient in crypto. They're transient, but like, do you, do you think that, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, are they our fault? Are they the crypto Mm. community's fault? Like, do you know what we, we made a open financial system and open, you know, property rights system and anyone can do whatever they, it's like, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, we created the English language humanities Mm -hmm. and now there's people who use the language for all sorts of terrible right. things, right? And they, you know, racist comments to spur on right. genocide, to spur on violence, all sorts of things. But like, right. is that the protocol's problem? Is that the makers? Right. It's, it's, uh, so I guess what I'm saying is like, um, do you think we should also hold ourselves accountable for what freaking Do Kwan did, even though we were calling that out the, like the entire time? Like, how is that our fault? Right. Yeah. I mean, part of, especially in that crypto grifters video I made, I made the point that like, yo, this is, this world is of permissionless finance and permissionlessness is very core to what we're doing here, just like the internet. And I think Molly would agree with that. Uh, and so like then Do Kwan comes in or Alex Mashinsky comes in or anyone who wants to build a smart contract that ultimately gets exploited comes in and you literally cannot stop them from doing that. Yes. And that's also why we can't stop people from having a bank account that is unseizable from abusive exactly. husbands, abusive governments, like exactly. trade-offs, it's big trade-offs, trade-offs here. It's, you take the good with the bad. You take the good with the bad. And I think at the very beginning of crypto's uh, existence, like let's use, that, let's use the metaphor, here's a brand new metaphor for you. Uh, like all the baby turtles that get born on a beach, like 90% of them don't make it it's to the D-Day. water. It's, it's D-Day. Yeah, it's D-Day, yeah. And so like when we're, when we're coming into crypto and we're like, you know what we need? Let's fork Bitcoin 10,000 times and make a bunch of different blockchains because it's a, it's a permissionless democratized technology. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, we'll, we'll not do that. Oh, you know what we want to do? We <laughs> fix that problem. ICOs on Ethereum. Now we don't have to fork the blockchain. We just issue a token on Ethereum. Like, oh, it turns out only two of those worked. It was like, I can't even remember. Maybe not even two. But then like, but you know, you keep on iterating, but the idea is like all these baby turtles get like snapped up and like, then people like Molly are like, well, that baby turtle died and that baby turtle died. Yeah, and it's not but the thing it. is, it's stop not having cri- turtles. Yeah. Stop having turtles. Right. And so at the beginning, like, okay, multi-sig bridge, that, that baby turtles totally didn't die. Uh, like ICOs dead, forks and fair launch yield farms dead. All these, all like D-Day is like, you're right. Like the great metaphor, like all these baby turtles are dying. The thing is crypto's not just a single baby turtle. It's a slime mold. And so when this slime mold finds something real, that a real pocket of energy, a pocket of value that can, can return back to society, all of a sudden it permeates to every other part of crypto. And so it only takes one part of crypto to discover something huge for that to become the new paradigm. And so we've seen this 
uh, with, with yield farming, comp, comp, compound introduced yield farming, and then boom, we all have yield farming, right? Uh, maybe I have to now justify why yield farming is good, but the idea is that think, like yeah. we, we have to we have we find one real thing, and then all of a sudden like the deaths of ten thousand baby turtles are like justified. I guess I, I think some people might take different sides of other things. Of course, crypto is so early in its experiment, but you could imagine somebody taking the perspective that um, the internet was a bad idea. In general, right? I'm few I mean, might take it's that a possible opinion to have. Few might take that perspective, but now you could say like. Um, with the advent of, you know, mass surveillance, uh, corporations disrupting our elections, like it would be, it's kind of a Luddite, uh, approach to take, but you could argue this approach. Now it turns out that in the long experiment of the internet, most people, I think, feel like the good has outweighed the bad, mm -hmm. um, but we're certainly, we're not there with crypto. It's not mm -hmm. obvious. Like it seems very obvious, um, like to you and I, I think. But um, if you are, as you said, like kind of just looking at all of the empty shells um, of, you know, baby turtles that have gotten eaten by seagulls and like what, what attacks them on the beach, by the way, is it like everything. sea birds and like, yeah. it's just like complete yeah. carnage? Birds, snakes, crabs. You're looking yeah. at those, like that body count and you're like, right. oh, this can but some, can that's the regulator what her website is. It's like a, it. It's like a morgue of crypto. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all the bad stuff. It's definitely mm -hmm. all the bad stuff. Um, but I think her issue is more fundamental than that. Yeah. Her issue was actually that um, the bad stuff will keep happening in proportion. And so yes. her, her issue was like, if it's ten, negative 10 negative, you know, on the, on the bad side of things, you're a negative 10 in terms of net value to the world. On the positive side, she's ready to admit, maybe it's a two, maybe it's a four, whatever. There's always going to be a delta and these things yeah. will move proportionally. So it'll always be like net negative to humanity, even though there are some benefits, the costs are, are kind of worse. And I just, I don't disagree. Like, I don't think that's the, I, let me just say, I don't even think that's the case right now. Like the way I would weight things is negative five versus like, I don't know, 12. So I oh, think crypto, wow. maybe like, I think wow. crypto has, I think it's been a 12. I think a lot of people who have lost their money, like who are the who? I, look, it's people that are just freaking gambling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, except you bought for a Anchor. JPEG. Except for Terra Luna. Except for Terra Luna, in many cases, but but it's also people who just they they David they wanted to get rich overnight. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I I don't right. know how to how do you stop this right. with the permissionless financial system if. Right. Maybe the problem is you internally. Like maybe you have to like, <laughs> I'm just, I, I- It's the deal you signed up for? I understand, right? Like I have, I have some sympathy for sure, right? People didn't know they got wrecked. Like, um, also I don't think getting wrecked is such a bad thing. It's not, it's not it's proof kind of, of disaster. No, yeah. I've gotten like, it's finances. Like I've gotten wrecked before and it taught me so many things and I'm a much better investor as a result of it. I, it's just not as, um, it's more, I think, complicated. And yes, I would definitely rank uh, cryptos. I think even at to this point, it has provided more net net benefit to the world than it has cost. But I guess that's debatable. I, I think when we compare like crypto, it's the early internet. That's why you should totally be more optimistic and less skeptical. Like, sorry about all our early like in like immature transgressions. There's something different about crypto than the early internet, and it's largely 
because of financial assets. Yeah. Um, there, I think there's other things too. Uh, it's like, no, it's financial assets. It's also crypto is like a composition of many technologies. So like you have cryptography, you have distributed systems, you have like finance and token scarcity. And so like the internet was more of just, just distributed data communications. There's a few technologies stitched together, but not many. Crypto is many technologies stitched together, many more than the early internet. And one of those technologies is private keys mixed with financial assets. And like all of these things really break people's brains in ways that like we as a society don't have to own our own assets if we don't want to, but now we can and it's weird for us. And like, not only is it not the norm in society, but like our own personality and like responsibility over private key management and personal finances is like new for everyone. And that's one of the reasons why so many baby turtles are dying is because it opens up so much room for grifters. It's like, oh, grifter, yeah. grifters like, oh, you have your own money? Well, you can send me some and I'll send you two X in return. <laughs> and and like this just like it's just like more surface area for like the death of baby turtles. I mean, she is she is right. Because I I like from one piece of it, which is like money changes things. Like yeah. token incentives definitely change things. Yeah. You know, the the early internet, if um if a website like failed some sort of internet project failed. Um, you didn't have like, you know. It's investors that ate it, right. People losing. And, right. and you didn't have kind of the, the hype on the other side going into the bubble of like, uh, yeah, yahoo.com is the best thing ever. Maybe you did at some, with Yahoo. Bye, Maybe bye, that was bye, a, bye, you know, yeah. a stock that was a, but you know, it's like some example of a website. Imagine if every website in the early internet had a token associated with it. And you had like this tribe of uh, I mean, religious fervor. I mean, what the bubble was. A little bit, but it was just still like not every website could have that. Like literally, every web, every, every you could anyone could create an asset at any point in time and pump that asset. It was not like that with it. You, you could anyone could create a website, but you had to go register with the SEC to actually get that um, converted right. into an asset that would trade. Right. And so yeah. it was a very small subset of website experiments that had like tokens associated sure. with them. And this thing is completely tokenized, financialized. From the bottom up, and I think some people see that and they're like, "Ew, that's gross." Mm. Like, I don't like. What do that. you think Molly would think if she listened to the Crypto Renaissance episode? Because part of our bull case for crypto is that it democratizes the access. I think to she'd think. I think she assets. might think. Um, first of all, we could send it to her. Maybe yeah. she'd be willing to look. But like, I think she might think, um, "Cool, sounds nice. Show me." Yeah. I think that's what she would think. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The crypto idealist is sending me an episode about the Renaissance. Sweet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's like, more promises. More checks right. you can't cash. You tell me right. this is as great as the Renaissance? Renaissance. Show yeah. me. <laughs> so I don't think she's going to be persuaded by that. Um, yeah. But I, 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 did, um, I did think she may, she may be conceded on a point, which is like, okay, Molly. Um, if you're saying all of these things that you like about crypto can be done without crypto, how come the existing systems haven't done them yet? We have this discussion about NFTs, right? And your point was like, NFTs have helped some artists, a lot of artists, maybe, and given them, and she's like, but that could be done without crypto. But it hasn't been. Yeah. That always makes me suspicious. It's for people yeah. who are like, the, you know, you could, you could reform the entire banking system. You don't need crypto at all. Yeah. I'm like, well, then how come it yeah, still go sucks? do it. Yeah. Well, Why don't you, you go, go, you go prove that. <laughs> I'm happy to just call off the dogs on crypto. If, if like, 
maybe the central banks get things under control. Like they yeah, right. actually create a digital open, uh, you know, system that, mm-hmm. um, you know, works for digital natives and preserves our privacy and protects our rights and gives us self-sovereignty. If the traditional system gives us something like that and develops that on their own, well, maybe we don't need crypto anymore. Maybe it's just a niche thing, but they're not we doing still, it. We, we still would need crypto though. Like self-sovereign asset ownership is huge. And like, I don't know how to express that in like more less than like a 90 minute podcast, but I don't, I don't know how to either, but yes, that mm-hmm. is huge. And it's, that is the, that is the fertile ground that makes these other things yes. possible. That yeah. This is why it's different than just a um, PGP encryption, like with an a JPEG somewhere. This is why right. it's different. It's right. You know, self-sovereign ownership is part of this kind of collective capital. Right. I, I just think Asset ownership only works if it's on a distributed network because it has to be at the scale of the internet. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of just the pushback, I would say, in general to all the crypto critics. It's just kind of, okay, but what's your solution? Right. What do you... Right. Okay, we recognize the same problems. Mm-hmm. You could be a critic, but like, what are you doing about it? Like, what, yeah. how, what's your proposal to solve this? It was. It would be. It would have been a little bit inappropriate, but I would have liked to have gone down like the more the the disposition rabbit hole a little bit. I asked her if she was like a pessimist versus optimist. She said optimist, a cynical optimist. I would also have liked to be like, it's the opposite of a statist, like a statist versus a libertarian. And I think she would have said uh, libertarian. Let's go with libertarian. libertarian. Yeah, statist. I think she would have been on like. Like I'm totally like uh, putting words in her mouth. That's totally unfair. But I'm guessing like liberal statist uh software developer you're saying um in kind of the political compass yeah more towards the st- nation state can um, yeah solve uh-huh. things side of the yeah. equation like and an- anti-capitalist neoliberal neoliberal anti-capitalist liberal status the top yeah, top is. the top um the top side yeah top top side compass. left yes yeah, yeah. Pr- probably and that's just a different like political ideology I mean, if any, if any liberals out there are listening to this, but, but, like, fuck but, you, David. I'm like, I'm also a liberal, so calm down. But also, I'm not sure. But also, I'm not sure. Because um, I mean, she contributes to Wikipedia. This is, um, I guess you could still be that. But like, yeah. Wikipedia to me is, um, well, it's not very, it's it's kind of like, there's something hippie about it, is what I would say. Yeah. There's There's something non-authoritarian about it. It's just this... There's something very Kevin Owaki about uh, it. I don't. I don't see that as much as you do. I don't. I don't think you don't say you don't. You don't think there's something very Kevin Owaki about um, Wikipedia, and open source in general. Yeah, it, I don't. I'm not sure Wikipedia is open source. Oh, it's totally is open it? source. I mean, the free. The it's open information, but it's kind of a closed system. I mean, that you have to. You have to break into to Wikipedia. That doesn't mean everybody can contribute. I think there's. You know, they have some sort of system. Uh, but it's yeah. definitely open source. It's public good. It's, yeah, it's um, definitely public good. Donation yeah. funded. It's Gitcoin grant worthy. It's yes. um, big time. To me, it's bottom left, and yeah. it's like this group of contributors. And her point is like, no one really knows why people do it. <laughs> she she said like, yeah, the Wikipedia business model. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Absence of a business model. Um, like, yes, absence of a business model. It is uh, grant funded, and I yes. think. 
But she I, was talking about like, yeah, like the this, this was in response to like how like yeah, all like ninety percent of the internet is like ad focused, and she's like, yeah, but Wikipedia isn't. It's it's got a different. Well, business again, model. I would say if we could do if we could scale things like Wikipedia, mm-hmm. then we already would have. I mean, right. this is the problem. It doesn't have the rocket fuel. Like right. business model is the rocket fuel, and so right. where did we get the rocket fuel? We'll have lots of different Wikipedia type projects, but mm-hmm. we're just not going to scale this whole internet thing based on donations. It's just right. That's why. That's why I'm, I'm getting like the liberal vibe. We're like, uh, you know, what's problem with cult with society? Money. Money's the problem with society. I, I there's an anti capitalist vibe. She might have said those words. If yes. I don't, I don't mean to put words in her mouth. But I, I, I see part of that. Is what I, I would say. It's like I see. Mm. I mean, okay. Do you think that? Um, do you think that sometimes the over financialization and price, um, obviously like they have a, um, diminishing effect. They have a negative effect on our progress in crypto. Like no, this obsession. I with don't, price. I reject the concept of, uh, hyper financialization. Tell me why. Uh, because it, kind of what I was saying is like the hyper financialization is how you would describe it on one side of things, but it's also the watering, the mass watering down of finance as well. So yes, we're slapping a financial asset onto everything, but when everything has a financial asset to it, it kind of just like nukes the whole but finance. I think side when of they're, I think what they're, what they're pushing back against is not necessarily the hyper financialization is they're, they're pushing back against the hyper concentration Again, I think sometimes people are are pushing back against like this idea that this is going to hyper centralize things because people with the wealth will be able to mm. make all the rules. Where the other side of hyper financialization is it's hyper entrepreneurship. Yeah, and so it's it's hyper creation. Right, and so any artist can spin up their own token, like um, be their own like business owner, you know, pull their mm-hmm. own capital together. It is hyper entrepreneurship and everybody would be on board with that right right and that's the crypto renaissance thesis yes but some people when they when they hear hyper um financialization they just think about the deleterious effects of like wealth right, concentration the, the, all the all the corruption yeah. of everything they just play it forward and they're like world, yeah oh well financialization means like the one percent right. and then the 99 percent right and the, which is the current problem of society yes and also could be a problem in crypto as well, right? Like we can't mm-hmm. discount that that is a possible outcome. I think that like, I think what we're saying or crypto bulls are saying is there's going to be some of that, but the hyper entrepreneurialization of everything that the system brings is, um, is going to bring net opportunity. It's going to be a net good thing for, um, yeah. for the world. Yeah. Um, like the, the claim is that like the ability to mint a token is, the ability to mint an asset goes away from large scale centralized institutions yes. and into the hands of the individual. Yeah. Imagine like, like being able to mint, an, like how difficult is it to create a, uh, just even an LLC or like how difficult it is, is it to, um, by the way, do you know, I, I tried to register the, um, the bankless entity, one of our bankless entities in Delaware right. and, uh, they, they won't allow us to put the name bank in it. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we can't register it. Yeah. What's our company name? Uh, well, it's bank, bankless. Um, oh, right. Bankless no, we're not, in Dela- we're not in Delaware. We're not in Delaware. Yeah, yeah else. no, no. This yeah. is another thing. It's another bankless right. uh, thing that we're doing. And um, anyway, I just got word back from our lawyer saying, Delaware will not let you be named bankless anything because it has the word bank in it. That's funny. Yeah. 
so funny. you could be doing business as bankless but you can't can and we it, do q bankless llc or x bankless no LLC? if it has bank in it you the can't four do it. combination it doesn't matter if it's the middle of the word this is what this clerk wow. in delaware is saying yes wow so no, we could spell it b-a-n-c list if you want <laughs> you uh yeah <laughs> so i just i just went with bandless um, and then good, we'll just good. keep doing business. Good one. Good. Nice job. Nice job. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But like not having these gatekeepers in between you and registering a business or issuing a token or accessing a bank account, that is the democratic effect. It's, it's similar. And this is why, this is why sometimes I think us, us, uh, crypto bulls can't see it when people who see these same virtues on the internet, they're like, yeah, the internet's amazing. Anybody with a connection can communicate to anyone else at any part of the world. We're like, yeah, now take that and apply that to right. ownership and assets right. and capital. And we're like, can you see just like, this is why sometimes right. I, I, I get a little bit like, I'm just like, why can't you see this? Right. And, and it's not like we're doing anything. We're not inventing anything new. You can already create an asset in the world. Right. We're just giving it to a different population. Democratizing it. Yeah. In the same way, yeah. like you could um, publish a newspaper, like, mm -hmm. but, but how much work was that? Incredible yeah. amounts of work to like go stand up your own media. Well, then the blog was born. And so this is why I kind of think she's a little bit status because if she doesn't want like the proliferation of tokens, she's like, okay, only certain portions of the world accredited portions approved regulated portions of the world should be able to issue tokens i don't know if it's status or it's just like it's it's basically saying i don't like all the turtles dying and there's a reason yeah. why society yeah. has organized regulation so turtles don't die mm -hmm. and now you're killing turtles right and so yeah. like hold yourselves accountable because you're killing a lot right. of turtles and here's right. my website that's like showing all the turtles that have died I yeah. think that's what it is. So I don't, I don't know about status versus not. I really not. like this it's metaphor. Just, I'm glad I brought that one up. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about this. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's good. I, re I really enjoyed her. I'd love to I bring her, her on again. Yeah. And I, honestly, yeah. David, I, um, I mean, she's gone in. It sounds like she's gone in depth in terms of like you know token voting and organizing mm -hmm. DAOs and this sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna say this now. It's you know 2022. I would not be surprised in five years time if Molly White actually finds herself somewhere in the crypto industry working? There's a prediction. I wouldn't be surprised if in three years' time, maybe all the way up to five years, Molly White is still like, yeah, everything I said on that podcast just holds up. Really? I'm so you don't think right. she's ever coming into crypto? No. Five, beyond five years, I'm like, that's when we'll start to really solve some of this shit. Huh. Yeah, like I, DAO governance, DAO coordination. I think it's what we're both like saying, smooth. regardless of timeline, is the same thing, that it's only a matter of time until yeah, it's, it's, Molly always, joins us. Always, yeah, <laughs> still serving that Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, we'll keep doing it. Um, it's great. Uh, anything else, David? Nothing for me. All right, premium subscribers, we appreciate you. This has been The Debrief. Cheers.